lovely, beautiful people. I hope you are having a wonderful day, afternoon, night, whatever time of day it is. I hope it is a good one, and I hope that you are having some great weather because right now it is like 85 degrees and sunny, and I'm sitting by the pool again, and ah, I just love these relaxing vibes. After a long work week, it's just nice to sit back and relax and give you guys some helpful information when it comes to celiac disease. So I'm happy to be back with another episode. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, this one kind of continues from that. That episode discussed cross-contamination within your household, um, how to live with people who eat gluten and don't just eat gluten-free, and as well as products that are usually highly cross-contaminated or contain gluten that you wouldn't really be expecting. So I would definitely go listen to the previous episode if you haven't already because it has a bunch of helpful information, especially if you've been diagnosed with celiac disease recently. Even if you haven't been diagnosed recently, you know, there's some products and some things in there that you might not be aware of because they're kind of like, what, really? Like many things, like toothpaste, who freaking knew toothpaste would be gluten-free or not gluten-free? Like when I first got diagnosed, I was like, you're kidding, right? Like there's just so many products that have wheat in them and I'm like, why? There's no reason for that. But anyways, today I wanted to talk about cross-contamination within restaurants. Speaking of cross-contamination, I actually had gluten yesterday on accident. So in case you didn't know, spiked Arnold Palmers, I can't speak today, spiked Arnold Palmers are not gluten-free. My friend was like, oh my god, do you want to give this a try? And like, I don't know, I was like, oh, alcohol, like vodka's gluten-free, like iced tea, yeah, sure. And I tried it and I was like, wow, this is amazing, girl, give me a cup. And I started drinking it and I was like, shit, I never checked if this was gluten-free. And then I looked it up online, and it was like, it is not gluten-free. And I was like, frick, like, are you kidding? And we were at a concert, and I was like, shit, I'm going to be vomiting, and I'm going to be so sick in about an hour. (laughs) And um, so the reason it's not gluten-free is it's a malt beverage, and malt is not gluten-free. And, um, but guess what? I literally did not have a reaction, like nothing. I was confused. I'm like what because every time I eat gluten I like throw up for hours and I get such bad chills brain fog everything I did start to get a little brain foggy but literally no bloating no vomiting I was like god bless me today because I was so excited for that concert and if it got ruined because I ate gluten on accident which I haven't done in literally like six years I would have probably lost my shit (laughs) so that happened so I'm just here to remind you that people make mistakes I made mistakes, and I've been gluten-free for six years. It does happen. There's still some products that I don't know that aren't gluten-free. Like, I don't drink a lot, so when it comes to drinking, I just usually stick to wine shots, and that's really it. I don't drink that much, and I was like, oh, I'll try something new. It looks really tasty. I love iced tea, but no. Now you know. Never drink an Arnold Palmer that's spiked they all have gluten in them and it is a very sad moment it tasted too good to be gluten-free i just knew it i tried it and i was like this is really good it can't be (laughs) gluten-free so thank god i checked before i drank that whole glass but we are not here to talk about alcohol today we can do another episode on that if you guys would like but i again i don't drink that much so when it comes to alcohol it's like seltzers wine shots that's about it or mixed drinks mixed drinks mixed drinks are tricky because um like, if if different things are flavored, then it doesn't become gluten-free anymore. And when it comes to, like, liqueurs and stuff like, like mixers, then you get you get a little iffy on if it's gluten-free. Because, because, I don't know, our bodies just, people be making products with wheat in them for literally no reason, right? Frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. Anyways, so today we are going to discuss... Um, you know, how to go to a restaurant and make sure that you are doing your best to make sure that you're not going to get cross-contaminated, how to kind of observe your server, and um, different types of cuisine that tend to be more gluten-free friendly versus not. Um, So let's start with the restaurant research. 
I never really go to a restaurant without using the Find Me Gluten Free app. Like, literally, that thing is my godsend. Like, I live by that app. Every single place I go, it always has an option for me on that app. And if I didn't have it and I wasn't able to read... Well, let me explain to you what it is. So, the Find Me Gluten Free app... um, Basically, you can put in your location. Like, I'll put in New York City, for example. And it brings up a list of restaurants that are gluten-free friendly so you can filter by if you have celiac disease and you can have cross-contamination if you're gluten intolerant or if you just like prefer to eat gluten-free so i put on mine like it needs to be a dedicated celiac facility or um, cross-contamination is not allowed so based on my filtering for celiac disease it will bring up a list of restaurants that other people with celiac have gone to And when you go to the reviews, um, people in their bios write that they have celiac. So under the comment, it'll say celiac or gluten intolerant or just eating by choice gluten-free. And in the comments, you know, it allows them to rate how um, confident they were in in the likelihood that the restaurant wasn't going to cross-contaminate their food and how well their experience was. And a lot of people usually write like how their overall experience was if they got sick, if they didn't get sick, and they can leave um, a star rating. And if a restaurant has below four stars, I ain't going because it's not worth it to me. I don't want to get sick. I would rather just eat home and not risk it than go out to eat and not feel great and feel sick for the next week or two weeks or three weeks or even four weeks. So that is my first source that I always go to. Now, say you're going somewhere and there's not a lot of options on the Find Me Gluten-Free app. Um, Also, before I move on, uh, I think the Find Me Gluten-Free app is also available in, like, other countries. And I think you can use it, like, abroad. Um, I know I used it in Hawaii, but I haven't been out of the country in a while. So, I haven't used it in, like, Europe or anything. Um, But I'm pretty sure that you can. But I could be wrong. Uh, I should probably look into that. But I'm almost positive that you can use it in abroad areas and in different countries. If anyone knows the answer to that question and they know that you can use this app abroad, please let me know so that I can post about it on my stories so that I have a lot of people from like the UK, Australia, Germany that follow me. So I want to be able to provide all of you with a resource that you can use so that you can be eating out in a safe manner. So moving on, if the Find Me Gluten-Free app isn't an option, then my second resort is to look up restaurants in Google, put in gluten-free restaurants near me, and usually it'll come up like, this restaurant mentions a gluten-free options, or this this restaurant mentions a gluten-free menu, something like that. Um, now, I don't just rely on Google to tell me which restaurants are gluten-free. I will actually pick up the phone and be like, hi, I have celiac disease. Um, I can't have any cross-contamination. How do you guys handle celiac disease? The reason why I leave it an open-ended question is it because it leaves me the the opportunity to hear what they know about celiac disease. If they go, yeah, we can do that. And I'm like, do you know what celiac disease is? Like, I always say, like, how do you um, handle cross-contamination? And if they go through, like, a whole series of things that they do to prevent cross-contamination without me providing that information, that leaves me feeling really good. But if they go, well, how would you like us to prevent cross-contamination? Then I'm like, okay, this isn't a regular thing that they deal with. So this is probably not the best option. Sometimes I get people on the phone that are like, yeah, you can eat here, but we can't, we can't promise any cross-contamination, which obviously if it's a gluten containing facility, they, they say that to kind of protect themselves. But if they say we can really try our hardest to provide you with a safe meal and we're confident that we can do that, but just know that there's always a risk, then I'm usually like, okay, that's pretty good. At least they're acknowledging that they can do it and um they know a little bit about celiac disease that makes me feel okay versus them being like yeah we can't handle it at all but then again I I also do get people that are like yeah I wouldn't recommend eating here or yeah we don't know what celiac disease is um or they're like yeah we can do it and then I'm like "Are are you sure you can do it you don't like if they you have to listen to the way their voice sounds if they're confident and they just talk to you like I'm talking to you now like very um consistently they're not taking any breaks or pauses or they're not like oh let me go ask then it should be pretty safe 
But if they're like, hmm, um, well, then I'm like, okay, you don't know what you're talking, you don't know, like, what's, what's the situation is here. And if they're like, oh, I, let me go ask how we handle that. No, nope, I want everyone in the restaurant to be confident in what celiac is, even the hostess, like, everyone should know. If not everyone knows, then it's not safe for me to eat there. So those are my two options of how I find restaurants, the Find Me Gluten-Free app, as well as just calling restaurants and Googling for restaurants. Um, when it comes to talking to your server, I use those same kind of like detective ways to determine if they are going to take my celiac disease seriously. So like I just said, if I go to a restaurant and for some reason I wasn't able to call ahead of time or I found them on the Find Me Gluten-Free app but the ratings weren't that great, I'll kind of talk to the server and see how they handle the situation to determine if I want to actually place an order for anything. Um, so basically, if they're saying like, um, yeah, yeah, we can do that. And they're kind of like hesitant in their tone or they have to go ask somebody if they're able to do that. That means that they don't handle this situation a lot. And I, I wouldn't be confident that you're going to get a meal that's not cross contaminated. Also, another factor for me is when I order gluten free. <clears throat> and they don't write it down on their pad it's a big red flag right there if you have an allergy they should be writing that down and starring it to make sure that they put that in the system when they're putting that order through and if they're not that makes me a little bit nervous so I always say hi oh my name um, I don't say my name's Lauren I say hi I have celiac disease I just want to make sure that there's not going to be any cross-contamination with my meal I was wondering if you guys could just Wipe down the area which you're cleaning, change your gloves, use new knives, and also if you could use separate pans, that would be great. And if they tell me like, oh, that's not possible, um, then again, I'm not going to place an order. But if they're like, yeah, we can do that, no worries, and they write it down on their pad and paper, and they're like, I'll also let the chef know about your allergy, then I'm like, sweet, they got me. Now, if you're at a restaurant on the ocean, and a lot of restaurants on the ocean do a lot of fried food. And I was just in South Carolina, so I experienced this um, my first hand, and it's kind of what I learned from it. So there was a lot of restaurants that did a lot of fried food. They were kind of just quick in-and-out restaurants and no gluten-free options. Or They said they could handle it, but they were kind of like, one person said they could handle it, another person didn't, and I was like, no, I can't trust you. And, like, the ratings were not that great on the Find Me Gluten-Free app. Um, and, it, and it was, like, kind of like, I don't know, the server was kind of, like, immature about it. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to order anything. Oh, also another red flag. They had mahi-mahi on the menu with like, I think it was called panzu. And I looked it up and it said it contains gluten. It's like a gluten soy sauce. And I was like, that's not gluten-free. But on the menu it said it was. So again, when you're ordering, make sure to look up the ingredients in the item and be like, okay, I know this says gluten-free, but just want to make sure they were moving this item out of it or whatever because that's not gluten-free because sometimes they can make mistakes too but anyways when it came to being by the ocean and ordering food at these different fried places i wouldn't actually order anything with like ingredients in it i would literally just get oysters or clams or mussels literally that's it because oysters like raw oysters they literally just shuck them and then you have ketchup and horseradish which usually aren't gonna have gluten in them and then um same thing for clams they literally just steam them and you just put them in butter and you eat those those are a good option as well and mussels again if they're um, just steamed those are a fine option as well so raw seafood is literally the way to be and the way to go all the time and if you don't like it your life might be a little bit harder for you but i it's so yummy i love me some raw sorry i know that i'm kind of jumping all over the place here but i had a note that i forgot to tell you guys about but again, when it comes to talking to your server, I always look at their facial expression. Like if they're looking confused when you're telling them about your celiac disease and they're like, uh, then that's a big red flag. If they look very confident, they look poised, they don't look like confused at all and they really understand what you're saying. They're confident in how they're speaking to you. Again, that's a good, good green flag. And then in your gut, if you know... If you have a feeling that they're not going to handle your celiac disease well, you listen to that gut feeling. Because seriously, I was in South Carolina and we were at this restaurant. And 
my parents, we had just gotten off a flight and my parents were like, we really want to go to this restaurant. They said they can do gluten-free. We get there, nothing on the menu says GF next to it. So I asked the server and I'm like, hi, I have celiac disease. I just want to know how you handle cross-contamination. Um, and nothing on the menu says gluten-free. So what are the options when it comes to gluten-free? And he was like, yeah, uh, yeah, let me look at the menu. I think we could do, like, a salad gluten-free with, like, chicken. And, like, all the dressings should be gluten-free. And I I just was like, nope, I already know. I know in my gut, like, this is not going to work well. If he says, yeah, I think a salad, one, you can't think. You have to know. And all the he, when he said all the salad dressings should be gluten-free, it can't be should. It is they are gluten-free. Like, I need direct answers. I can't have a so-so answer. Because a so-so answer leads to me getting very sick. So I was like, okay, sounds good. He's like, yeah, maybe we could do like an omelet too. And I was like, okay, maybe. Like, no, these are big red flag words. Like, think, should, maybe. No, it needs to be like, we can. This is gluten-free. These items are gluten-free. It can't be should, maybe, think. No, those are sketchy words that I don't want to (laughs) hear. And anyway, so I ended up leaving the restaurant and my parents stayed and ate there and I went to a different gluten-free facility and they ended up having like the worst experience like their meal came out wrong um, when they asked for a specific salad dressing he brought out a different one because that's just what he thought my parents would like and he was just a terrible server and I was like thank god because I know I would have gotten sick and in my gut it was telling me to get up and not eat there and I did that I listened to my gut I always listen to that bitch because she knows what's good and <clears throat> thank God I did, because I know I would have gotten sick. I, like, know in my gut. And when I asked him about cross-contamination, he was like, uh, yeah, I think we can use, like, a separate pan. He was just, like, too chill about it. I was like, bro, I need you to be more professional in the way you're talking to me and, like, more confident about what you're saying. Again, I work in the restaurant industry. I've been a server. I've been a restaurant worker for so long. So, like, I just kind of know my stuff and... I just know how these people should act when it comes to allergies, and some people just don't handle it very well. And saying that, I usually say that I have a gluten allergy and celiac disease because um, some people don't know what celiac disease is, and I don't want them to, like, second-guess themselves. If I say an allergy, usually a lot of restaurants have a protocol when it comes to um, any allergy. So that kind of covers my butt a little bit more. So I know I talked about this a little bit before, but when I'm talking to my server, I always ask them to change their gloves, um, use different knives and different cutting boards, because as if you listen to my last episode, you'll know that cutting boards can be a really big source for cross-contamination. As long as they run it through the dishwasher, it should be okay. Um, Separate pans if they can. When you see any fried food and it says gluten-free next to it, don't assume that it's actually gluten-free. Because if there's one thing that I learned... Being gluten-free and being being celiac-friendly are two separate things. A lot of restaurants will have gluten-free menus because a gluten-free diet is a fad that people think is healthier and they think they're going to lose weight if they get on it. Well, sadly, I wish that were the case, but gluten-free food is very processed and loaded with sugar because um, that's what they use to replace that gluten. So it tastes a little bit better. So it's actually not healthier in all ways unless you eat natural foods from the ground instead of like processed bread and chips and cakes and stuff like that but anyways um I forgot what I was talking about right gluten-free fried food okay so I went to a restaurant and I was so excited they said I could get french fries and I was like oh my god yay like when I can have gluten-free french fries I get so many french fries because I am a french fry queen like I love my french fries And I was like, yay, like, I'll get an order of fries. I just want to make sure that you guys have a dedicated fryer, which I'm assuming is the case because you have a whole gluten-free menu. And they were like, oh, yeah, no, it's not a dedicated fryer. Like, we share it with our other um, gluten items. And I was, like, so sad because that's not gluten-free. Like, why is it on the gluten-free menu if you don't have a dedicated fryer? Because that's just not gluten-free. Yeah, the potatoes themselves are gluten-free. But if it's in a shared fryer, that is completely not gluten-free. So always make sure if you're getting fried food to ask, do you guys have a dedicated gluten-free fryer? There's no cross-contamination if that's the case. 
Um, another thing when you're ordering, like, lunch and you get, like, a sandwich, um, different restaurants use, like, panini presses. So, ask them, is my sandwich pressed in the same panini press that a gluten sandwich would be pressed in? Um, you might find surprising answers. Some of them would be like, yeah, it is. Or if you get a, a toasted sandwich, be like, how are you toasting my bread? Are you putting it in a toaster oven? Um, or a toaster that is shared with gluten bread? And again, you'll find surprising answers. A lot of them will say, yeah. And you have to be like, okay, well, I can't have my bread toasted like that. Like if you put it in a saute pan away from other gluten items, like that should be okay. But a restaurant near me, actually, they use the same panini press for a gluten and a gluten-free sandwich, but they put parchment paper on both the top and the bottom of the panini press. And I've never gotten sick from it. So... If they do that, you should be okay. Another item um, that I found when I'm eating out, crepes. Um, if they have gluten and gluten-free crepes, you need to ask, are the gluten-free crepes um, made on the same like to- uh, stovetop thingy that the gluten crepes are made on? Again, the restaurant near me, they're both made on the same thing. They said they could wipe it down. I was like, no, it's got to be like more than just a wipe down like it's got to be either its own or like you have to be able to run it through a dishwasher and they couldn't do either of those um so if that's the case and they do have separate pans in the back you can ask them to cook your gluten-free crepe in a separate pan but unfortunately this restaurant said that they didn't have pans and that they couldn't do that so that was interesting Oof! i just had to pause there for a little bit i was getting very very nauseous um I thought, like, since I had gluten yesterday, it might be hitting me now, which was never has been the case. Usually it hits me, like, an hour later, but, oof, that hit me hard. I thought I was going to vomit, but I think I'm okay. (laughs) Um, Okay, so another item at restaurants is when it comes to a grill, there is a lot of cross-contamination there as well um, because a lot of restaurants, again, grill bread on their grill top. And again, different marinades and different seasonings have gluten within them. So when it comes to a grill, uh, like when I get fish or anything, I always say, do you mind grilling my fish or my chicken or my steak in a separate pan? And usually they're pretty good about it. And they're like, yeah, that's no worries. And lastly, um, I might have already talked about this, but salads, salad dressings, always want to double check that those are gluten free. And if they're not sure, um then I always order olive oil and balsamic dressing um like balsamic just the very the balsamic vinaigrette that's what it is um because there's no way that they're gonna either have gluten in it and then just add a little salt and pepper on top and that does the trick for me now we are going to dive again sorry if you hear some birds I am currently multitasking in case you didn't know I am the queen of multitasking because I live a very very hectic life and I never have time to do anything so I record podcasts while I sit outside and eat my lunch um today we are having a spring roll with some almond butter sauce And some roasted um, butternut squash with roasted zucchini as well. Actually, let's talk about my lunch. Let's do that. Let's take a little break about this cross-contamination action. And let's talk about a yummy lunch that you can make. Because I think, um, who doesn't love a yummy lunch idea? So, first, you are going to grab yourself some spring rolls. One sec, I need a sip of water. Okay. Rehydrated. Okay. Whew. I'm literally all over the place because I just got done from work and it was literally so freaking busy and I thought I might die because I literally did not get to drink or eat for eight hours straight because there was just no time to breathe. Um, This is my part-time job. I'm at, I work at an SAE bull shop because I love it and I've worked there for four years so I'm like I should do it on the weekends but do I have the time? No. Anyways, you're not here to listen to my life rants, are you? <laughs> back to lunch so i've been into spring rolls so much lately my body does not process grain very well and i know like spring rolls are made with rice paper um but it's lower in carbohydrates and it doesn't bother my tummy at all so my sensitive ibs celiac girls i think spring rolls are the new hot girl summer food you know 
and with an almond butter dipping sauce you're literally kidding it is absolutely freaking amazing so first you're gonna go to the grocery store and you're gonna buy rice paper wraps and i usually find them in the asian cuisine section of the grocery store um they're usually next to nabi nori or as other people call it seaweed um yeah they're really reasonable as well and you're gonna grab those and then you are going to chop up some avocado pepper mango tofu and i put a little bit of seaweed in mine or nami nori and also some arugula or any type of lettuce to add a little bit of crunch and cucumber sorry so let's go over again we're gonna get the rice paper wraps avocado pepper nami nori arugula cucumber and tofu and mango i don't remember if i said mango so you're gonna grab all those ingredients and cut them up very thinly long thin lines is what you want of everything of, of your pepper your tofu long thin lines so first you are going to this is how i do it. i get a plate and i put water on the plate and then i dip the rice paper right into the water until it's a little more flimsy because rice paper like if you fold in half will like crack but when you put it into water it gets flimsy and you can fold it and then you'll put it on the cutting board and then you'll place two pieces of thinly sliced tofu and then i put my nami nori on top with my avocado pepper cucumber mango and whatever else i already forgot what i said before um whatever else ingredients i'm missing i put that all in there my arugula and then i wrap that baby up and i usually plate it with a side of quinoa um, and for my quinoa, I will put um, dried basil, dried thyme, lemon juice, and a little bit of Parmesan. And I mix that on up and add a little bit of, jeez, um, I, I am having memory loss. I think I said lime juice or lemon juice. And then I add a little bit of salt to that, stir it all together, and put that on as a side. And for my dipping sauce for the spring rolls, I do three tablespoons of almond butter, three tablespoons of water, one tablespoon of soy sauce, and one tablespoon of what am i missing lime juice and then i use a little mixer and mix that all up and it is absolutely amazing and obviously you can add more water or less water depending on how thick your almond butter is mine's pretty drippy so i use less water um or three tablespoons but if you have thicker almond butter you might need four tablespoons kind of just add less water and then you can add more if you need it you know you don't want to do more and then you're like, oh, it's really watery, and then it won't taste good. So yeah, that lunch has been my absolute go-to. Doesn't bother my tummy. I know mango is high FODMAP, but it tastes so yummy in it. So if you're sensitive to um, fruit, you could go with um, pineapple, which is more low FODMAP at a certain serving size. Um, but just a couple slices shouldn't bother you. But now moving on from lunch, but I definitely recommend you try because it literally is amazing. I want to move on to talk about different cuisines that tend to be more gluten-free friendly compared to other cuisines or certain type of restaurants that are in general more gluten-free friendly than other types of restaurants. So let's start with it. Um, well, since we were just talking about spring rolls, I guess we can just start there. Thai food, people. Thai food is, like, I go and eat Thai food literally all the time. Thai food is great for people with um, celiac disease because they use a lot of rice noodles. Um, rice paper is gluten-free. Thai food doesn't use as much soy sauce, which is not naturally gluten-free compared to the Asian cuisine. So Asian cuisine uses a lot of soy sauce. Obviously, soy has gluten in it. And when they're using a lot of sauces and... Uh, flavoring with soy sauce it makes me a little bit nervous and sometimes there tends to be a language barrier so they don't always understand what gluten-free means which is totally fine um i just usually feel more comfortable eating at thai places because it seems like they use more um natural vegetables and rice paper obviously as i said is gluten-free rice noodles are gluten-free a little bit less soy sauce so a lot less gluten in general I found some information on Thai food that I thought I would share with you, but a lot of pad thai can be done gluten-free, which is absolutely amazing because they use rice noodles and it's usually just peanut sauce, chicken or shrimp or egg with bean sprouts and scallion and topped with ground peanuts. And ways that you can ensure that your pad thai is gluten-free is by making sure 
that the noodles in the peanut sauce have no oyster sauce, no soy sauce, and that the noodles are completely gluten-free. And you want to try to avoid fish sauce, which also contains wheat. The Thai cuisine also has bean thread noodles, which are transparent noodles that are made from ground mung beans. And um, to, again, ensure that these noodles, you want to make sure that they are completely gluten-free and that any sauce that they use with these noodles is not thickened with flour. Fried rice is also something that's really big in the Thai cuisine. And obviously, rice is gluten-free, and they can put different types of protein in that, like chicken, pork, or shrimp. And you can request that the pan they use to fry the rice is not used to fry anything that contains wheat. And again, you want to make sure that they are not putting any soy sauce or oyster sauce or fish sauce or any um, type of thickening agent or flavoring that contains wheat. And you just want to um, make sure that that's the case with the server. Uh, in Thai food, they also use a lot of tofu, which is made from mashed soybeans. And it's on a lot of you can get that on a lot of Thai food uh, entrees. And another item that is commonly gluten-free is miso soup, which is absolutely amazing. It usually has some sort of like tofu and scallions with miso paste, seaweed, mushrooms, sesame oil, fish stock in it. And it's absolutely too for. It's so freaking yummy. Um, peanut satay is also skewers of chicken, shrimp, or beef that are often marinated in coconut milk with peanut sauce for dipping, and that is commonly gluten-free, um, and I've noticed that at different places that I have gone. And lastly, a lot of places, Thai places that I've been to have coconut or green tea ice cream, and ice cream is usually gluten-free as long as they don't use any thickening agents or there's no like cookies or stuff like that in it so you can double check with your server on that as well okay now we're going to move on and discuss the indian cuisine i personally don't eat a lot of indian food but i obviously want to represent multiple different cuisines because there's so many people that follow me from india actually which i thought was so interesting and i want to be able to provide food options for people who live in different countries and like to try different things because you know, American food's boring, you know? We like to add some spice and some sauces into our flavor palettes, you know? So let's talk about Indian food. A good thing is that a lot of Indian recipes use lentils, which are gluten-free, rice, which is gluten-free, and chicken and lamb are also heavily used in Indian food. And as you know, protein is gluten-free as well, which is excellent. I've also done some research on Indian, Indian cuisine because I know it's very sauce heavy. And in the American cuisine, we thicken our sauces with flour. So I didn't know if that would be the ca same case for Indian cuisine. Um, but after further research, it seems that many dishes can be made gluten-free and a lot of curry sauces that I've been reading on different people's blogs have been gluten-free as well. So I love me some curry, let me tell you. Okay, so now I'm going to go over some different dishes that I found online that many people found that they could make gluten-free or order at a restaurant gluten-free. And I apologize in advance if I make any pronunciation errors. First item that I am going to talk about is called tandoori chicken. And it's basically chicken marinated in yogurt and spices. The next one is vegetable pakora, which is a fritter that is consisted of, again, vegetables and different spices. Um, a lot of people said they could also get chicken tikka masala which is chicken marinated in heavy cream tomato fla flavors and lots of spices there's also chicken korma which is sweet creamy and coconut tasting chicken um, people also mentioned butter chicken which is mildly sweet with plenty of butter a side dish that people recommended was onion bahaji which is onions with spices, and it's often cooked with chickpea flour, which is great because no gluten in chickpea flour. So now that I've mentioned a couple things that are often celiac safe at Indian cuisine, now we should also talk about different things that you should watch out for. So chapati is a flatbread that um, they use in the Indian cuisine for dipping, and some people stated that it can be made with wheat. So that is the first thing to look out for. Another form of like a side dish that they use to dip into sauces and to eat their meals is called naan and it's almost always made with wheat flour and I had it before celiac and it's so freaking good but sadly unless they make it dedicated gluten-free you might not be able to get it. There's also a dessert called sevion which is an Indian dessert um, made with vermicelli noodles and again these noodles are usually made from wheat flour and obviously any products not products any items on the menu that are fried you want to make sure that they have a dedicated gluten-free fryer and that 
they are being breaded in a different area um, with gluten-free breadcrumbs compared to anything that is being breaded with gluten. So if you eat Indian cuisine, there's definitely plenty of options that you can turn to um, to be able to modify that cuisine for your diet. And I honestly want to try some Indian food now because that sounds hella yummy. Obviously, we have to talk about the Asian cuisine because who doesn't love me some good Chinese food? When it comes to Chinese food or like Japanese food, I usually order sushi, um, which I have never reactively had an issue with when it comes to my celiac. But I do know that I have eaten gluten sushi on accident and I am a little bit weary on cross-contamination when it comes to places that I have gone. The reason that I say that is because... I think there's sometimes a language barrier, and when I say gluten-free, they don't always understand that cross-contamination aspect, and I've tried to explain it before, but for example, I um, got a takeout order once, and I told them I had celiac disease, and I was needed to be careful about cross-contamination and whatever, and when I was checking out, I was like, oh, can I actually have some extra ginger um, for my sushi, and the guy who was cooking my order like I could see in the kitchen he didn't change his glove and he just took his um glove which he had on breadcrumbs for the topping of the sushi and he put it right into the ginger container and just gave it to me and I was like oh my god I cannot eat this and so I think there's a little bit of language barrier which is obviously going to be an issue but um some places do offer Chinese food that is 100% gluten-free so those are the best places to go But as always, there are some safe options. Again, the Asian cuisine uses a lot of rice and rice is 100% gluten free. Um, You can also always get items with steamed chicken or steamed shrimp or steamed seafood. That is always usually a great option to go with. Um, Egg drop soup is also usually something that can be made gluten free. It's beaten eggs and boiled chicken broth with condiments like peppers and different scallions. You would want to make sure that this soup was prepared with cornstarch or potato starch and not wheat flour. You also want to make sure that the chicken stock that they use to make the soup is fresh and not canned because sometimes the broth um, or the stock can contain gluten. And obviously, if any fried wontons or fried noodles come on top, which is often used to garnish the dish, you want to make sure that that is omitted as well. Um, I know I just talked about that Asian cuisine uses a lot of rice, so fried rice is always a great option. It usually comes with like white rice, eggs, scallion, carrots, and maybe some type of chicken, pork, or tofu. But again, you want to make sure that if they're putting any soy sauce in it, that it is labeled gluten-free. And you want to avoid fried tofu because there might be cross-contamination with the fryer. Steamed vegetables are also something that would be um, a good option for you to get. I know when I go to a Japanese restaurant or an Asian restaurant, I usually get steamed edamame, which is so freaking yummy. And you can also get steamed rice as a side as well. When you're looking on the menu, you you want to avoid anything with the word teriyaki because teriyaki usually has soy sauce in it. You also want to avoid anything with hot or sour soup or hot and sour soup because again soy sauce um sorry if i butcher or pronounce this wrong but kong peo chicken also soy sauce is usually in that item mangolia beef is usually marinated in soy sauce and fried tofu usually you want to make sure that if it's fried um that the soy sauce is gluten-free or if anything's put in the fryer that it's in a dedicated gluten-free fryer And you want to avoid the following soy sauces because they have gluten in them unless they're labeled gluten-free and they can promise you no cross-contamination. These would be soy sauce, oyster sauce, fish choice sauce, and hoisin sauce. Some other things that you want to avoid as well are dumplings, egg rolls, wonton wrappers that are made with wheat flour, chow mein, lo mein, and other noodles that are made with wheat. And again, If you can ask the server to see if they can accommodate you and make it gluten-free, obviously that can be the the case, but um, you just got to kind of talk to your server and see what the options are. Now, moving away from different cuisines, I want to talk about just restaurants in general. Um, In terms of cross-contamination, the risk of getting cross-contamination, obviously, at fast food restaurants is higher because everything's moving at a high pace. There's a high influx of orders, and they pay usually less attention Um, to allergies and stuff when it does come to things that are moving really quickly and fast throughout like an assembly line type of deal. Being said, there's also different allergy precautions that come with certain 
um, fast food chain places who do take allergies very seriously. Like Chipotle is really good about allergies and I've never had an issue when I've eaten there. Um, I've even had them completely like shut down the store for like a couple minutes for them to completely clean everything when I mentioned that I had a gluten allergy. So some places take it more seriously than others. It's kind of just your, um, you have to use caution and see how they're going to handle it and if you feel comfortable eating there. I've also had good and bad experiences at um, Sweet Green. It's a salad bar, but they do put bread and croutons and some like wontons on some of their salads. Um, in Boston, they were able to get me all new ingredients from the back, but then I went to New York City and they gave me the hardest time about it and they told me they couldn't accommodate me because it was mess up everything. So use your judgment again. Um, obviously, if they're going to give you a hard time, I wouldn't trust that they're not going to get you cross-contaminated. But if they're willing to accommodate you, that's somewhere that you can eat. The reason um, I would say there was cross-contamination is because it's like cafeteria assembly line. And uh, if they pick something up, uh, you know, they're not changing their gloves and they like do one salad and then make another and they've already like touched croutons, you know, that can be cross-contamination. Or if something falls into like the container right next to it, again, cross-contamination. Another area that's kind of like a cafeteria or assembly line where people can kind of just go up and get what they want is the open bar breakfast at hotels in the morning. Like I never eat at those unless it's like literally a yogurt that has not been opened or touched by anyone because there's usually high cross-contamination. You don't know who's touching what before they touch like a boiled egg or the fruit on the table. So you have to be very careful about that as well. You did want to use like the toaster at your hotel in the morning though. There are these little like um little like sleeves that you can buy for your bread on amazon and basically it's almost like a ziploc bag you would put your bread inside that bag and then you can put it in a toaster that does use gluten the thought of even doing though that scares the shit out of me but like if you were willing to take that risk and try it out that's definitely an option Ooh, i forgot something in asian cuisine by the way and i just saw this in my notes and i wanted to go over it but i used to get a sushi called spicy crunchy um like sushi and if you see that on the menu just know that the crunchy inside the sushi that makes it taste so good is breadcrumbs so big fyi um yeah some sushi is deep fried like tempura sushi um that goes into a fryer so you got to be careful about that and you wouldn't want to get that also different eel sauces have gluten in them so if a sauce comes top on top of your sushi you gotta ask and make sure that that's 100 gluten free also, um, I've been going to multiple places and I was cross I actually consumed gluten for so many years and I didn't know because I wasn't made aware that the vegetable rolls at my sushi place contained gluten in them because they had mushrooms that were marinated in soy sauce. And I never got sick off of it. Like it must have not been enough for me to like really get sick. But I had no clue it had gluten in it. So if you're getting a vegetable roll, you want to make sure that um, everything in that is gluten-free and there's no soy sauce. Another one that I didn't know when I originally got diagnosed is that imitation crab also contains wheat. So sushi is tricky. I usually get a um, tuna roll, uh, avocado cucumber roll, or a shrimp roll. Um, like shrimp and cucumber, shrimp and avocado. I keep it basic, keep it simple, keep it... Yeah, very simple to prevent cross-contamination and consuming gluten. Okay, on to different restaurants again. Ice cream stores. Yes, highly cross-contamination. Hard ice cream. You can eat all the soft ice cream in the world. Unless it's like soft ice cream that they put like fruity pebbles in or like some crazy ice cream. If it's literally just chocolate, vanilla, salted caramel, like soft ice cream itself, unless they put like cookies in it, is going to be gluten-free. I worked at an ice cream store for five years and I never had an issue eating ice cream soft serve but when it came to hard hard ice cream um it is all cross-contaminated literally don't even take the chance um because we will scoop cookies and cream and we just literally dip it in a pot of water and then we go right into the vanilla ice cream and there is cross-contamination like we are not washing the scoopers we are not disinfecting them we literally just put it in cold water which does not kill any gluten and i used to vomit after eating hard serve ice cream and i never knew why and that is why also, you really can't get sprinkles either if you are gluten-free because we take the gluten ice cream, like cookies and cream, and we roll it right into the sprinkles. So if you want sprinkles, ask them to open a new container and put those sprinkles on it for you so there's no chance of cross-contamination. I always tell them that I have a gluten allergy as well and ask them to change their gloves before handling like my cone if I get a gluten-free cone. 
I was really surprised by that one when I first got diagnosed because I was like, oh, it's ice cream. Like, chocolate ice cream is gluten-free. It shouldn't matter. And it was the sad news when I came to see that eating ice cream would be harder for me. And I'm so mad because I love Froyo and they just shut down all the Froyo places in my area. And it makes me very, very sad. Moving on to grocery stores or places where there's bulk items like candy stores or nut stores. If there's any places that you can go and they have bulk items where you can literally take a scooper and fill your own bags do not go near those things those are filled with cross-contamination you know how many people take the scooper and put it in like the checks mix and then they go to the walnuts next to it and they stick that right into it and they're not thinking like oh i just cross-contaminated they're just thinking oh i'm using the same scooper because i'm too lazy to grab the next one so highly cross-contaminated um stay away from bulk items always buy your products that are packaged and say certified gluten-free it's the best way to do it also non-gluten-free bakeries if non-gluten-free bakeries offer gluten-free items that usually means that they are not (laughs) gluten-free because there is cross-contamination so if you see a gluten-free item in the same um what's it called like showcase area um like at a bakery next to gluten items they are usually probably just gluten-free for the gluten-free fat and people think it's healthier when it's not. It's not celiac safe. It is in the same container as free-flowing gluten and it was probably made on the same sheet as something that had gluten on it and they probably didn't take the preventative measures to make sure that that was celiac safe. Again, obviously this probably is not the case with every place. Everyone has their own standards for allergies. So if you are at a gluten bakery and they state that they cooked it in a separate area whatever, and you feel comfortable, you are welcome to eat that. But whenever I've gone to them, they say there's no um, no promise that you're not going to get cross-contaminated because there is free-flowing flour. Why is that so difficult? Free-flowing flour. Wow, that is a tongue twister. You should try that one. Um, free-flowing flour in the air. Now we're moving on to bread and breakfasts bread and breakfast ins um again you need to talk with whoever's cooking the breakfast in the morning to cook you like maybe scrambled eggs and have a side of fruit but make sure that they use a clean cutting board and a clean knife to cut your fruit you don't want to be reaching out of the community bowl of fruit or grabbing like uh community boiled eggs because you don't know if someone ate a croissant and then touched the egg and then cross-contaminated everything if they have, again, yogurts that are, like, prepackaged in the fridge, you can grab one of those and eat that. Have a glass of milk. Any of that is safe to eat. But, again, you want to talk to whoever owns the inn and make sure that those options are available for you. Um, I actually had, like, a horror story with an inn that I stayed at. And this woman claimed to know everything about celiac disease. And I could feel it in my gut that I knew she was lying she's like yeah my friend she doesn't have celiac but I know what cross-contamination is and I will not get you sick like I promise and I told her and I was like literally don't worry about it like don't go out of your way to make me anything she's like I am making you gluten-free muffins and I'm like no 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 like it's really okay like I'm I would be like too nervous to eat them anyways and she's like no I'm going to do it for you I got you don't you worry And I I literally got anxiety because I was like, I'm not eating this lady's food. Like, whatever she shares to me, I'm not eating it. She ended up making me gluten-free muffins, gluten-free granola, gluten-free, like, waffles. And I was literally, like, shaking in my chair because I was like, this girl doesn't even have celiac. Like, how do I trust her that she's not going to, like, mess this all up? And it made me feel really uncomfortable because I obviously didn't want to say no to her food, but I was too scared to actually eat it. Um, so one morning she makes me toast because every morning I would bring the food back to my room and throw it away because I was so scared to eat it. So one morning she brings me like, I'm like, can you like just make me scrambled eggs? Like nothing with grains or like anything like that. Just scrambled eggs and fruit. And she's like, sure. And she brings me toast and I'm like, wow, like that looks really good. Like whatever. I'm just going to have a piece of toast. But it was toasted and I didn't even think to ask how the fuck she toasted it. And I ate it and I was like, oh shit. So I, she comes back and I'm like, hi, I taken a couple bites of this toast and I forgot to ask you how you toasted it. And she's like, oh, I just popped it in the toaster. And I was like, you, oh my God. I was like, 
and does the toaster have gluten in it and she's like yeah oh yeah and i was like i am about to kill you now (laughs) and i was like you claim to know all of this information about cross-contamination and celiac and she was like getting upset at me the past couple days because i hadn't been eating her food and i was like this is why i just say no because you have to be confident that you know people don't understand your disease the way you do and though they may claim to they don't they don't have it they don't know it like you really can't trust anyone but yourself when you're cooking food so anytime i go to bread and breakfasts or inns i literally just bring my own food and i'm like nope sorry not eating it don't even talk about it because i'm not eating it so some type of restaurants again that i find highly safe is usually you know this might be biased but i usually find that places that i end up eating at are usually more health conscious usually more expensive because the gluten-free fat in general is just more expensive and i find that if i i have no options near me that are celiac safe if i go to a high-end restaurant they are more likely to provide me a celiac safe meal than if i go to a dive restaurant and in your head you're like that probably makes sense um but they just take more precautions when it comes to like a higher end restaurant because they provide you a really expensive meal and it has to be done right um so that's what i've done in like all emergencies i'm like okay where's the fine dining like usually they know their stuff and i've never had an issue so high-end restaurants are always a good place to go if you have no other options um vegan restaurants are usually also really health conscious vegan options are usually almost always not almost always are likely to be gluten-free and have a lot of gluten-free options again not all vegan places know what cross-contamination is vegan food is not gluten-free food vegan does not mean gluten-free at all so you want to verify that if a product does say gluten-free make sure they're taking cross-contamination into account smoothie bars are also always a great option if you don't have any options near you and that's the only thing that you can find because it's just usually fruit and milk unless they add like a protein powder which you would have to confirm that would be gluten-free or they use some sort of oats if they use oats in a smoothie or have overnight oats you want to verify that they're certified gluten-free because as i stated in my last podcast oats are highly cross-contaminated and the best places to eat are 100 percent dedicated gluten-free restaurants baby you already knew it i mean how can it 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 can't get better they have dedicated fryers everything's gluten-free you can literally eat anything in the world you can drink anything in the world it is amazing okay my loves and that is going to be it for today so again if you want to follow my daily videos you can follow me on tiktok at eat gluten-free with me and if you want to see my day-to-day interactions you can follow me on instagram at eat.glutenfree with me and i love you guys and i will talk to you in episode wow is episode 10 coming up this is crazy i'm very excited for this also i wanted to say a quick note here and say thank you for all your support and all of your amazing messages that i receive and just for building this gluten-free community tiktok is at 10k like almost and like 50 followers away from 10k and i literally can't believe and i never imagined that i would have this much support and that you guys would be supporting each other and it makes my heart so so happy I just wanted to say thank you and that I love you guys and that I hope that, you know, I'm helping you be able to navigate your celiac journey a little bit better and that I'm providing you the support that, you know, I didn't get during my experience. And as always, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a review on my podcast if you really enjoyed it and let me know your thoughts and let me know if you have any topics that you want me to discuss. Okay, love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.